0: Welcome to the Bible Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, uh, the sermon message, or title of what we're talking about, is The Light. And we'll be reading in John chapter 1. And I'll be using the NIV, the New International Version. Before we get started, I like to do this sometimes. I think I've done it in the previous one. Which is, tell you what the Bible is. So, you can, you know, like write this down. And that way you can defend, well, you believe and defend the Bible, especially if you're a student in college or whatever, or school, because you have a lot of the instructors and teachers, whatever, who are atheists or don't believe in that, and they would love to fight you on it. So this way you have something to battle with. And usually when you say this, they usually leave you alone. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes of books in a span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic, hundreds of subjects and topics. So now he has something to work with. And this came, um, I heard it from uh, Dr. Vodibacham. He's really good, really good speaker. You can watch him on YouTube. Fantastic. Okay, let's get into the what we're talking about today. And this is, again, the title I put on it was The Light. And it's John chapter 1. I'm going to be using the NIV, New International Version. And at the topic here at the beginning, it says the Word became flesh. So John chapter 1, verse 1. Eight. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning through Him. Oh, verse 3. Through Him all things were made. Without Him nothing was made that has been made. Verse 4. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now, let me point something out at the uh, the first sentence where it says in the beginning a uh, verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was god and the word oh, excuse me the word was with god and the word was god well it the jehovah witnesses have their own bible and they'll say it's a new version they say we had to make our own because because everything else is complicated which is not which is not so well where it says, um, "the word was God," because uh, because God's a triune being, uh, Trinity. It's one. It's like the sun. You have the the whole sun itself, right? The light is Jesus, and the heat that you feel would be the Holy Spirit. It's one, but it's three in one. You have God the Father, the whole thing, and then God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But they do not believe in the deity of God. They believe he, um, because it'll say in there that it, that, um, from what I read, uh, and the word was a god. So they put one little thing to change it. They put a god instead of was god. They put a god, you know, and it. They do that throughout the whole thing, and they just they tweak what they want. You know, and they also don't believe in uh, eternal damnation or hell And a lot of other things they don't, you know They just take it out And I was reading about the founder Right, and uh, it was actually quite interesting, actually Let me see if I can find it real quick for you Let me see, here we go, yes The founder of the Jehovah Witness And... And if, this, if, if there's some Jehovah Witnesses listening to this And you're offended, oh well The Bible offends But I'm giving you truth The founder of the Jehovah Witnesses Was Charles Taze Russell And this is, you can look this up on Google it, it, It's called uh, You can find this in Brit- Britannia.com And it says here uh, I didn't mean to go into this today But since we're on the subject the Jehovah's Witnesses are an outgrowth of the International Bible Students Association, which was founded in 1872 in Pittsburgh by Charles Taze Russell. The history, history of the Adventist movement emerged in the 1830s around the predictions of William Miller, who proclaimed that Jesus Christ would return in 1843 or 1844. The Jehovah's Witnesses are, uh, were begun by Charles Taze Russell in 1872. He was born on february 16th 1852 the son of joseph l and ann alisa russell he had great difficulty in dealing with the doctrine of eternal hellfire and in his studies came to deny not only eternal punishment but also the trinity the deity of christ and the holy spirit and and then you have the mormons they have a whole nother outlook uh, but they also reject the deity of Christ. That's that's a whole nother thing, you know. And uh, they have their own version of the Bible. That they'll call. Uh, they'll call. Oh, this was added onto it and stuff. No, uh-uh, there's just no more added. Um, there's many new versions, you know, and but they're all recognized. And they've been like, well, the most accurate we have is the King James version. But also the new versions came from that, but they still took the NIV, the international version, the SV, the English Standard Version, and some other ones, Living Bible, whatever. But they had scholars that came together, and they had the original Greek, and Hebrew, and Aramaic, and they went through it, you know, making sure everything was exactly how it was, not just put it to modern language, that's what the King James was at that time. The Old English was their modern, modern language. So it's just a little offshoot. I thought it'd be very good to just kind of go into it while we're reading this. Okay. And at verse 6 there uh, of John chapter 1. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Verse 7. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light so that through him all might believe. Verse 8. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Verse 11, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Verse 12, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Verse 13, children were not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or or a husband's will but born of god verse 14 the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us we have seen his glory the glory of the one and the only son who came from the father full of grace and truth verse 15 john testified concerning him he cried out saying this is the one i spoke about when i said he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me verse 16 out of his fullness. We have all received grace in place of grace already given. Verse 17. For the law was given through Moses; grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Verse 18. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. And this is uh, this is the we're going to another section now. And the top of it says John the Baptist denies being the Messiah. Verse 19, now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. Uh, he did not fail to come to confess, um, to confess, but confess freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He said, he answered no. Finally, They said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of the one calling in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. Verse 24, now the Pharisees who heard, who had been sent, and verse 25 questioned him, why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? Verse 26, I baptized with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. Verse 27, he is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Verse 28, this all happened at Bethany, on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. And here's the um, Here's the other section. John testifies about Jesus. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Look the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Verse 30, this is the one who I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Verse 31, I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was, uh, was that he might be revealed to Israel. Verse 32, then John gave this testimony. I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. Verse 33 And I myself did not know him But the one who sent me To baptize with water Told me the man on whom You see the spirit come down and remain Is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit Verse 34 I have seen and I testify that this is God's Chosen one Okay Here's the topic for the next section John's disciples follow Jesus Verse 35 The next day John was there Again with his two disciples And 36, when he saw Jesus passing, he said, Look, the Lamb of God, when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus, turning around. Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Verse 39, Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they went and they spent the day with him, it was about four in the afternoon, verse forty. Andrew Simon Peter's brother was one of the new was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. Verse forty two, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated, is Peter. Another section. Jesus calls Philip and Nathaniel. Verse forty-three. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, "Follow me." Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathaniel and told him, "We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote." Je- wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, He truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Verse 48. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree, before Philip called you. Verse 49. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. Verse 51, then he added, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So there we go on that one. Now, let me read a few scriptures. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Acts chapter 3, verse 19, Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come. From the presence of the Lord, now repentance means to ask forgiveness with a sorrowful contrite heart. That means to turn away from what you're doing, the the things that you're doing, and you turn to God and start going God's way. Because remember, God is in a uh, God is uh, exclusive, not inclusive. You can only go His way. There's no bunch of different ways and stuff. There's a lot of false. False people out here that telling you all this stuff, like, like I went over Jehovah's Witness, Mormons, uh, what's that other one, the Scientology, and all this stuff. Yeah, got to be really careful. That's why I said, read the Word. Get the King James, the New King James, or the ESV, the English Standard Version, or the NIV, the New International Version. You know, those are pretty good. They also have the New Living Translation, but I would stick. I would stick with either the King James and New King James. Um, The King James is a little hard to read, and New King James is better. And then, you know, the easier versions would be the ESV, the English Standard Version, or the NIV, the New International Version. But stay with those, you know, because they're recognized, and they've been, uh, they had scholars, they had Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic scholars uh, put that together, just like they do with the King James, so... You know, there's a lot of all the stuff out here. Everybody got their own thing going on. No, you stick, you stick with what's been here. You know, what's been proven and right. Because I don't want you to go astray. I want you to go to heaven. So, now let's see. Let's let's check ourselves. Let's see if we're a good person. Have you ever lied? Everyone's lied, a white lie, whatever. Everyone has lied. So. The Bible, the Ten Commandments, which is also known as God's moral law, says you um, says um, you shall not bear false witness, which is lying. You shall not lie. So what he calls one that lies a liar. So that means we're liars, All right? Have you ever borrowed someone or borrowed something and never brought it back? No matter how much it was worth, it doesn't matter. Like a, a paper clip, a pen. Whatever, it do not matter what it is. If you did that, and then we've stolen. And what he calls one that steals a thief, so we did that too. You see, we only have to break one, but if we've broken them all, you know. Um, it says in uh, uh, the seventh commandment, says you should not commit adultery. Have you ever looked at another person with lust? Well, Jesus said, if you've done that, you've already committed adultery in your heart have you ever hated someone that would be the sixth commandment you shall not murder i mean it says you shall not murder and if you hate someone it's the same as murder according to the bible according to jesus we've already committed murder in our hearts so we're all guilty now that we know we're guilty now you know why we need a savior right and jesus came he walked three and a half years preaching the good news the gospel and how to get to heaven? Then he paid the price that we should be paying for our sins. He paid it. He allowed the religious leaders of that time and the realms and stuff to grab him, beat him, whip him, and then they put um, uh, nails in his hands His feet to put him on this this uh, wood stuff that looked like a cross, a big old cross, and they put him up there. You know, and it was uh, the way they put you. You have to hold yourself up to breathe, and if you let you. And if you, if your legs don't hold you up, then you'll suffocate and die. That's kind of how it was. They left you there until you died. It was a pretty bad thing, pretty horrible way to go. But right before Jesus died, he said, "It is finished," which means the price has been paid. So it's like if you're in a, uh, if you're in a plane that's about to crash or a jet, and they give you a parachute, you got to hold on to it because it's going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus saves you from the judgment to come. See, we need a Savior. We should be grateful and, and and want to know about Jesus. So That's something to think about. And if, if you don't know God, you need to get really serious because um, it's like 50, 58,000 people die every 24 hours in the whole world. And, you know, you could be in that number. You know, I could be in that number. You don't know. And if you die without repenting of your sins, then... If you read like in Luke chapter 16, it says a rich man died and he lifted his eyes up in torment in hell. You know? And you don't want to be like that rich man. Not that riches make you evil, but he was just happened to be rich and he just happened to, you know, not care about anything or no one or whatever, you know? And he rejected God and he died and, you know, lifted his eyes up in hell. There's a lot of people going there that think they're great. And I'm, I'm telling you, you need to get right with God, man This is nothing to play with Don't be waiting around, you, you know, your heart could stop at any minute You know, people die every day, their heart just stops For no reason, you know, it just stops Boom, that's it, you're dead Or you can be a car crash, whatever There's so many ways to die if you think about it So, I would think about this And, you know, just go to God, man And ask God to forgive you and repentance with a sorrowful contrite heart knowing that you've broken god's moral law than the of commandments remember god's laws are higher than our than what we think he's um he's holy we're not and and it all went back to uh i hear that adam and eve the first two and god created adam first and then he created the woman through his rib but they both sinned they both um they ate ate of the the tree that he said out of this whole paradise here just don't eat this one tree and it was for them not to, you know to choose to choose daily to to obey god and then they were convinced by satan who came as a snake and he convinced um eve to take of it he told her oh god don't want you to, to eat that because you'll be like god you know when god said if you eat it you shall surely die which meant you know Physically, you're going to die, you know, or spiritually, because they would they were in a perfect body to live, but they disobeyed God, and then the curse came, and that's why we have all the problems we have today. That's why we have death, you know. The Bible corrupts everything. If he knows everything, corrupts. Metal rusts. Everything gets dusty all the time, and that's why, because the world's corrupt. We're, We're under the the judgment, you know, from that 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 choice, and we've been living that, you know. But yes, it's God coming back, yeah. Yep, we're going to go through the tribulation, but at the end of it, God is going to come back and set up his kingdom. Whether we're alive or not, whatever, it doesn't matter. You know, if you die before that, then we'll, you know, we'll be raised at that time. But you're, but you will be in heaven if you die and you've repented of your sins, you've uh, put your trust in Christ alone. Then when you die, your spirit will be with God. That means you'll be in heaven with God. And then on that day, then you'll get a, a brand new body when when it's time for, you know, for Christ to reign on earth again and, and stop all the evil. It, it's nothing complicated, but I'm just, you know, it's something to think about, but I'd get on the horn real fast with God. You know, I wouldn't rush around and wait around. You know, and I'm not going to tell you to, to do a sinner's prayer. You know, I was convinced of that two years ago, but I found out that it's not biblical. There is no sinner's prayer there. It, 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 it's daily repentance you know it's repenting of your sins and putting your trust in god and staying with god reading his word and doing his will because jesus says in the book of john i think it's 14 it says um if you love me you'll keep my commandments you know and he says the first two actually is he says if you keep these two you keep the whole commandments and the first one is to love the lord like god with all your heart really your soul will all your mind And that covers the first five commandments, and then uh, he says to also love thy neighbor as thyself. That covers the last the last five of the commandments. That's six through ten. You know, so if you keep those two, you keep the whole commandments. And that's you know, it's if you don't know anything about God, it may sound a little complicated, but it's not. You know, the more you read, and the more you ask God, and the more He reveals to you and gives you, you got to seek Him. You know? Okay. Let me give you some resources. You can find this on YouTube and on their websites. Uh, Vodi Bakum. He, I haven't found a website for him yet, but he's fantastic. Dr. Vodi Bakum is fantastic. But he's all over YouTube. And then these guys do have YouTube and have a website. And that's uh, Living Waters with Great Comfort. Living, LivingWaters.com. Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham. org. Well builders with David Barton, wellbuilders.com. Doctor Walter Martin, waltermartin.org. You can watch on YouTube "23 Medicine" Hell with Bill Wise. Fantastic! It's really short, and it'll really help you to understand. You go to the beat with Ellen Poor. Um, let me give you our, our website address, and uh, if if you want to, if you want to take, uh, we have a, um, a training. Bible training class, if you like to take it, it's free, it's fantastic to help you. Uh, the web address is all lowercase Bible education institute.webnode.com. And our email address, if you like a free Bible, write us, contact us, whatever, or uh, want to learn more about the training, But is all lowercase Bible education institute at gmail.com. And we also, besides uh, YouTube, we also have plat- platforms uh, on Rumble, and we have a podcast platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple. And if you need, if you if you don't have a lot of money, whatever, you can buy books and Bibles through ABA Books. They have new and used Bibles. Very good. I'd buy a lot of used stuff. You know, why pay new when you can get used? That's almost like new. And thrift books, and there's some other ones too. And also go to your search engine and put in TCT Network. They have two great shows on there that I you know, that I like to suggest to people. You can go through the section where it says on-demand videos. And it's Faith and History with William Federer. And the other one is Ancient Jewish Wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lapin. And he goes over the Old Testament. Really good stuff. Remember, read your Bible daily without fail and do what it says. And also, first thing, is repent to God. Ask God to forgive you. Come with a sorrowful heart knowing that you Sin against God, you broke His moral laws, the Ten Commandments, and ask God to forgive you of your sins and then put your trust in Jesus Christ alone. And start reading your Bible daily without failing to what it says. And try to find a good Bible believing church, which is pretty difficult these days. But there's a lot of good resources online too, but you need to find a church if you can. Until next time.